This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome to the Dave Leary Show. Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember that these are opinions that are shared are those of the individuals and not of any agency, organization, or other entity, unless otherwise specified. Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. So first of all, well, Logan, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for being here, man. Yeah, um, of course. It's funny because I know your mom from years ago. Yeah, yeah, years she's ago. Telling me. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty far out, man. And and so when, um, when I heard your your song, your first one, I, I can't yeah. remember which one it is. We just listened to it here, uh, yeah. dude. We we're both. We we're all kind of like, wow, that's some pretty good flow, man. Thank like, you. I appreciate yeah, this that. dude's got some. Yeah. Like it's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. So uh, anyway, Logan, like, tell us about yourself. So yeah, to start wherever you like, and and of yeah, course, sure. we're very interested in the music. Um, because honestly, I, I was blown away by it. So, yeah, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm born and raised Calgary. Okay. Uh, all my life, haven't moved, same house. Uh, I got into music young. My parents like started me in guitar lessons when I was like seven years old. Okay. Uh, and I started falling in love with music a bit, but I, I drifted towards the piano. And so I started self-teaching myself piano at age 12. Oh, wow. So I haven't had a piano lesson, but I just like learned yeah. by myself and I find that's the best way for me personally and then from there it evolved into like recording and composing mm-hmm. and such and now we're here so yeah yeah well it's, that's quite a leap and now we're yeah. here okay yeah, good podcast yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah you know there's, there's, it's, it's been a blur I mean I went to, yeah. to University of Victoria for computer science and music mm-hmm. um, so that's helped me really develop my producing and such and recording through microphones yeah. Um, but other than that, it's just been like a real blur the past several years. It's just been really focused on music and the end goal of just having a job in the industry someday. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean an artist could be like as yeah. an engineer or as management or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. So, all right. So we'll go back a bit then. So you taught yourself piano. Yeah. What got you interested in? So I, I am, you're going to have to excuse my ignorance. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm no an way. old man. So your genre is rap. Yeah, that's rap, what I'm, okay. rap and hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, rap and hip-hop. That's what I wanted to like get out of the way because I am terrible yeah, at sure. remembering. I was like, is it rap and hip-hop or is it rap-pop? Like, I can't remember. So. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. so what, what made you, like, what was your influences going from piano, which obviously has its own set of challenges, right? Yeah, it it, it started like, Kind of just like learning it was very very boring at first if i'm mm-hmm. being honest because you you have to you know you, you have to crawl before you walk and you have to walk before you run so mm-hmm. i started learning from all the books all the 
all the like rudiments and such. Uh, and then eventually I, I got to the point where I could, you know, improvise here and there by myself, mm -hmm. play along to songs. And then from there it progressed into writing my own songs, but it was more like singer songwriter type stuff, more poppy. Okay. Um, then when I was a teenager, like 16, 17, I got into uh, electronic music. Mm -hmm. So I started trying to produce uh, electronics tracks through uh, just like a, a friend of mine on the block. He's a, he's a DJ. Mm -hmm. uh, so he taught me the ropes a little bit of how to record. And from there, I tried, tried my hand at electronic music and then discovered hip hop and fell in love even more. Yeah. So it just kind of like took that direction and I just rode the wave. Wow, man. So what do you, yeah, that's, I, I don't even know how the direction goes that way. Hey, cause I know, I'm, it just, a friend of mine just started like sending me songs uh, that were more like hip hop ish with mm -hmm. a little bit of electronic undertones. And from there, as soon as I like, I really appreciated how they, how like rappers fit their content into their lyrics mm -hmm. and how it's so raw and personal and, and yet the poetry underneath it too. So mm -hmm. many people, don't even realize that rap stands for rhythm and poetry. Mm, I and didn't so, know that either. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And I love like, rap, but like, I yeah, I had this like preconception of rap because growing up, I had never like I was not raised on rap. I was mm. not raised on anything really hip hop, besides like maybe Eminem on the radio, you mm. know. But once I started like looking into it, I realized like, hey, this is actually pretty up my alley. Like I enjoy I enjoyed poetry as a kid, so. Yeah seeing that in a musical form really called to me so mm -hmm. i just went that direction and haven't looked back wow man uh, that's far out because i'm like i am so musically like challenged like i love music but yeah, I, sure. I, I have yet to be able to learn an instrument and i've tried a couple times in my yeah. life but uh yeah so that's far out for me just just the thing that you taught yourself to play the piano yeah um it's hard for my brain to grasp about <laughs> Yeah, How you could do that. <laughs> I I don't really know. It was just my my guitar teacher that I first started with. I think he played a huge role in like my musical journey because mm -hmm. he he was never like a by the books teacher. Even though he taught from them, he was yeah. all about having fun and being creative. And like, what do you want to do this class? Like, mm -hmm. do you want to play a song? You want to learn this song? All right, let's learn this song. Or if I wanted to learn a song, he's like, well, that's that's above your technical level let's get there and then you can learn how to play mm -hmm. that song so he was very he was very encouraging on like letting me take the direction and him helping me get there yeah and so that i think really influenced like how i created music how i saw music how i enjoyed music because sometimes people go into music and it's really fun at first but mm -hmm. then whether it's like their parents or themselves they get really pressured to like do all the official i don't know the, the terminology because i taught myself but mm -hmm. like the the like official piano exams, like yeah. the conservatory stuff. I, I never really did any of that. And I think that really helped me because I was, I was very laid back as mm -hmm. a kid. So, so yeah. would you, do you find that? Cause I think I'm hip to what you're saying, like hip to what you're saying. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> I got to remember that I'm like 46. Okay. It's all good. Um, now I got to remember what I said though. That's the problem with age, right? What I was going to say, what did you just say? I was talking about like how I never really did any of the official yeah. stuff through the piano conservatory and how my like teacher really had an emphasis on me taking That's the lead. Right. And so you didn't have to come from a place of dogma in terms of like 
um, like what kind of music and how to play it, you, yeah. you were able to be open? Yeah, because you... usually the conservatory is, is quite classically yeah. oriented. I would imagine. And so that never really spoke to me. Like I respect okay. the musicianship, but I, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think, number one, teaching myself uh, rather than having an official piano teacher. And then also learning how to teach myself through my guitar teacher. Mm -hmm. I could apply techniques for learning guitar for how to learn piano. Okay. And so having his influence there really helped me. So, Do you, can you, do you know other languages besides English? No. So would you imagine like, and, and this is just caught, popped into my head, but with the yeah. different musics or different musical, oh my goodness, instruments, we'll just yeah. call them instruments because that's what they are, um, <laughs> different musical instruments, the theory of playing each one, is it easier to learn a second one once you've mastered a first or? It's honestly by like by the instrument itself. There's okay. Like, so guitar and piano are usually like pretty easy ones to start with if you're like really have your mindset on learning an instrument mm -hmm. uh, not to say that it's like you'll pick it up immediately but yeah. in terms of all the instruments across the board definitely I'd recommend starting with guitar or piano or even bass for that matter mm -hmm. um, but like for instance I was in when I was in school I was in like concert band and mm -hmm. so we played lots of like orchestral pieces and I actually played the the bassoon mm -hmm. in, in that. So that was a challenge. That instrument is definitely tough. Like once you start getting into the classical instruments, the orchestral instruments, the learning curve becomes much, much steeper okay. uh, in terms of the top levels. If you want to strive for that top level, there's mm -hmm. so many other people who have like mastered these instruments. Yeah. And yet it's still so hard to do. So it's like hard to wrap your head around yeah. like how the competition and yet it's so hard to learn so okay yeah and so there's a definite difference between like because when you said that learning piano you use some of the skills you had gained by learning guitar mm -hmm. but once you move into like the horns and stuff like that is it just a different animal altogether well see i what's surprising is that i don't play any horns okay i i do are you familiar with uh like the term midi in no. music so what midi does is it allows you to sample every note of an instrument. Let's say trumpet as an example. Okay. So you record all the notes of, on a trumpet, and then you can map each of those notes to a piano key. And so then you can play that instrument on the piano. Oh. And so you can do that. It, it doesn't sound as realistic, obviously, yeah. because it's all pre-recorded and like just all the technical stuff behind mm -hmm. switching between notes isn't the same with a piano yeah but it it gets you like 80 percent of the way there if you have a good one okay and so you can do that for any instrument so like i do all my key, all my keys all my strings all my horns from a piano yeah so uh, okay so you yeah. you've so now how you mix your stuff is you do your own mixing yeah now yeah so Okay, because, I mean, well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for sure, man. Obviously, you are studying and learning that stuff. Yeah. It shows. Um, so what, are your, what do you draw your inspiration for your music? Do I call it music when it's rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Because yeah. I think it's music, it, obviously. It comes from a variety of places, honestly. Like, sometimes it'll be like I'm watching like news stories or reading headlines or like watching documentaries and hearing people's stories mm -hmm. and that will inspire me content wise and then i have to create an instrumental to fit 
that message that I'm trying to portray mm -hmm. or sometimes the inspiration is musical which obviously it comes from listening to music yeah so I'll get inspired by other people's songs and be like wow like that like I like the use of the the violin there I want mm -hmm. to make a piece that really emphasizes that or just like just listening to music honestly mm -hmm. that's where the musical inspiration comes from okay and lyrics like where do you draw your experiences for your lyrics lyrics again like like documentaries and like sometimes i'll try and just have a blank slate and just see what comes mm -hmm. and other times it's like i i have an idea going in on what i want to speak on and usually that will come from like watching documentaries listening to people's stories just like i'm, I'm really into like the the deep hip-hop culture like mm -hmm. everything rooted way back to the 80s and such and so like hearing people's stories from that or hearing people's stories now and seeing what's changed and what hasn't really inspires me sometimes okay. so cool well it's like a it's a it's a genre rich with like um well talent right yeah yeah of yeah. course yeah who's do you have any like main inspirations in terms of artists or yeah yeah uh some of my favorites include uh logic okay. so he's a biracial biracial rapper from maryland uh and he quite often what i like about him is his message he preaches his motto is plp and that stands for peace love and positivity oh okay so he preaches that and talks about lots of experiences in his own life because he did grow up in a poor neighborhood mm. so he grew up with like like drugs and gang mm. violence and such um, but he doesn't rap about it to glorify it he raps about it to like educate or mm -hmm. show people like this is what i've lived through and if you're going through this right now you're not alone so i really enjoy that um, cool. from his perspective other artists i'm into uh kendrick lamar kind of similar mm -hmm. to logic right at the projects he's got a lot of a lot of great subject matter there mm -hmm. uh, and then an, a lesser known rapper but i think deserves a lot more praises a rapper named currency uh, and so he's really respected by artists in particular in, yeah. in the game, in the, the industry. Um, and he, he's just doing his own thing. Like he's, he's reached a level of fame that he's comfortable with, mm -hmm. um, to my knowledge, like I've never met yeah, the guy, but like from what sure I know, that. what I yeah. know of him, he's reached a level where he's comfortable and he doesn't want to go mainstream. He's very intent on like keeping it where it is now. And mm -hmm. he, he just loves making music. He loves his, his solid fan base. Uh, but he doesn't ever want to get to that mainstream level, and I find that quite respectable too. No doubt. Is there? Does he have any reasons for that? Or uh, honestly, not too sure. A friend put me onto him like within the past couple years. Yeah. And so I'm still learning more and more about him as I go. Uh, but I think that's just who he is. Like he wants to be able to walk the streets streets casually without like a bodyguard or anything, mm. uh, and just like go buy a car or go get food by himself like mm -hmm. he doesn't want to have all the press following him or like people following him so i find that very respectable as well yeah, from his for side sure. i don't blame him either yeah it would be it'd be a nice comfortable spot to sit at but so many artists want to keep pushing mm -hmm. so it's respectable to see that like he's he's found his limit and he's like i'm cool staying here do you find that his music though still evolves even though he's not pushing yeah it's interesting yeah. he He's one of the only rappers that I know that like is always consistent and always always talks about something new because mm -hmm. he he raps about his day-to-day -day life. It's not sometimes there's a deeper narrative, but he usually like he raps about his everyday life. And so whether that's like 
he's partying or whether that's like he's off doing something with cars or he just raps about that and keeps mm-hmm. it like 100% real, true to himself. Uh, and so that's why I think I respect him and his, his fans respect him as well. Cool. Uh, cool, man. So if you if you had to, man, I don't know, what's what kind of message is yours? What's your message? I like to preach authenticity. Okay. I think that comes from all of my major influences, like, again, Logic, Kendrick Lamar, and Currency. Mm-hmm. They're all very different artists, and yet they all preach being themselves in some way. Mm-hmm. So Logic really enjoys preaching peace and love. Mm-hmm. That's what he embodies. He always keeps that real. I appreciate that about him. With Kendrick Lamar, it's it's about being authentic to where he's from and mm-hmm. what life is like through his eyes. I really appreciate that. Uh, and then Currency, again, as we were mentioning before like just him reaching that level and then just rapping about his life he's Mm. staying true to himself he's not he's not like fronting he's not claiming things that he hasn't done like Mm -hmm. he just stays true to himself so i think that's my real message is that like i'm trying to stay true to myself Mm -hmm. kind of point out things that i see that need to be worked on in the the world but i never would try and claim that i've lived that Mm -hmm. life even though that might at first make more of an impact on the listener it's just not true. And mm-hmm. so if people were to find that out, that would, that would be a bad image for me. So it's all about like pointing out what I see wrong, but keeping it authentic to who mm-hmm. I am and how I think that we could change it and how I see it. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's very important, like no yeah. matter what a person's doing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, authenticity. So you have, uh, tell us the name of your album again. And, and I'm going to ask this because I have no idea whether you would do this even, but... After we talk about your album, I really I'm just curious to see if you can freestyle. For sure, yeah. Can do you? We, do we have a like a beat or anything, or just like off the top? You got right a beat, here? man. You want a beatbox? Yeah, no. I don't. <laughs> can yeah, you do sure. an acapella? Or I could try. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, well, let's talk about your album first. So yeah, for the sure. album is called Nottingham and Devon. Nottingham and Devon. Yeah. And the location of the album is in victoria yeah yeah it's the crossroads by my place so it's the name of the bus stop the name of the crossroads um yeah it just really spoke to me when i saw it i like saw the crossroads sign one day and i was like wow you're making this project in this place you don't have a title for it yet but wow nottingham nottingham and devon that really sticks Mm -hmm. and so in the moment i was like let's write that down save it for later see if it if it can come to something and it did Mm -hmm. i created the song nottingham and devon and that became the title track. And then from there, I was like, I have to name this Nottingham and Devon. Like, yeah. This is where the project was conceptualized, mostly recorded, mixed, mastered. Like, I, I have to pay homage to where I'm from. So Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's fair, that's man. That's where it came from, yeah. Cool. Like, would you would you mind telling us the names of the songs on it? Like, Yeah, for sure. And um, where people can find it, of course. Yeah, of course. So it, it's all available on my SoundCloud, on Datpiff, Audio Mac. Uh, it won't be on Apple Music or Spotify, sadly, due to uncleared samples. Mm. Uh, so there's some copyright stuff there that makes it so that I can't monetize it. Um, but it's free download everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if you really wanted to get it, it's pretty easy to grab. Okay. Um, and the song name's just going down the list. Uh, so there's the introduction, just called it intro. Mm-hmm. Lights and Signs, that's about like my aspirations, kind of introducing who I am and mm-hmm. what I'm striving for. Uh, options and Memory Lane. Uh, that's just a, a fun dual track. Uh, so there's like two separate songs combined into one. Uh, then You Die is the first real 
conscious one, socially conscious one uh, about poverty and how mm. people at uh, upper class incomes kind of just tend to think that ignorance is bliss and mm. not really pay those people any mind. Uh, Nottingham and Devon, the title track. Um, Dream Sooner is about just authenticity again, mm. like me um, basically trying to just say like, I'm not here for the money. I'm not really here for the fame, even though that's pretty much tied to a career in music. Mm. I'm here to make music. Dedication again, another one about like how hard I've been working. Um, Street Dreams 3 is an interesting one where I continued um, a series that Logic did. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's mainly about like, the concept is it's a very riveting storyline, but you end up waking up from a dream at the end mm -hmm. and fi figuring out that it was just a dream. Um, but the listener doesn't know that till the mm -hmm. very end. So they're quite intent on like, wow, this first person storyline just keeps going. Like, did he live this? What's mm -hmm. going on? You end up transitioning it to you waking up and the listener realizes, ah, okay, it was a dream. Mm -hmm. um, someone you'll miss, that's about going away to university, um, leaving my family and friends behind, meeting new family and friends out in Victoria, yeah. um, and just making music and all of that. Uh, Rebounds is just like a fun, more hype track mm -hmm. uh, that I wanted to do. That's the one we listened to, was Rebounds. Rebounds, yeah, yeah that's heavily currency-inspired. Yeah. Um, yeah, the influence there definitely shines through, and I like I shout them out too. So yeah, um, pick your poison. Another socially conscious one about um, like drug dealers and how their life kind of evolves, um, and how they how many like I've spoke to friends who are not necessarily drug dealers, mm -hmm. but have like seen people live that life and how like the system just sort of fails them and isn't there for them, mm -hmm. and they they can't really make it out. And their only way to make make more income in life really quickly is to sell drugs mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like a condensed story of like a kid as a teen who starts selling drugs to make money because mm -hmm. he's working so hard and barely making anything he starts selling drugs and he, he starts getting more and more the second verse kind of is like he's more developed he's mm -hmm. he's made a huge income off of it and he's expanding his business his clients etc uh, and then the last part is like he's the kingpin. Mm -hmm. He's got all these people under him. He's worried about losing his place. He's uh, he knows that in the end he's likely either going to be killed by a rival gang mm -hmm. or like at least become a big target or get put away in prison. So it's kind of like a quickly evolved story into one song. Yeah. Um, oh shit. Yeah. And then the uh, the <laughs> last uh, second to last one. God knows. Uh, just another fun track, honestly. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first songs I wrote for the project. Uh, so I was really just finding my sound in that one and just keeping it fun. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, Only a Few slash The World Keeps Spinning, another kind of dual song combined into one. Um, that one's interesting to me because I feel like most people didn't get the message behind that one, mm. which the first half, Only a Few, is very braggadocious. It's very like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm great. Mm -hmm. This is what I can do. And the second half is like me bringing it back to reality and re mm -hmm. realizing like, what are you rapping about? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, say something, say something with meaning other than like different metaphors for, oh, I'm the best. I've got yeah. all of this, I'm this. So I, re I really like the stark transition in that song and the way I ended off. So you contrast message. it with yourself, like yeah, you're, you're yeah, kind of arguing with yourself. It's kind of like mid-song. I realize, like, what are you doing? Like, what yeah. are you rapping about? Like, this is great, but like, 
put some subject matter in. Mm-hmm. So then I start rapping consciously about like, oh, I'm losing perspective when I rap sometimes. And like, I should get more content and conscious in this. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. Cool, man. So, and that's the, that's the album and they can find it wherever you just said. Yeah. Yeah. SoundCloud, Datpiff, um, Audio Mac. Yeah. Is there a way people can support it? Like if they wanted to buy a CD or um, the only way I know of right now is since because of the copyright stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the only place that you could would be my Bandcamp, in which I've made it so that you can download it free. But if you want, it's kind of like a tip jar. Mm-hmm. If you want to pay for it and send a little tip my way, that would be the only way you could do it. Okay. Just because I can't legally monetize it on say Apple Music or like Spotify just because of the uncleared samples. Mm-hmm. So well, that's okay. Yeah, it's cool. No, like it's, if, that's fine by me. Okay. It was more about the art than anything. Yeah. Else, so, so. If, but how do they find uh, the, the band thing to, to make a donation oh, or tip Bandcamp. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So if you go to bandcamp.com okay. uh, on their site, you can just search my name up Logan Wood and it should come up. Uh, but yeah, I can, I can send you a link or anything. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah send sure. us a link and we'll attach yeah. it to this yeah, for, for sure. sure. Cool. Is there, is there anything else you want to talk about, man? I'm I'm game for anything, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause I. So, what are your like? Where do you want to go from from university? Like, once you, cause obviously making music is your passion. Like, yeah. And I know you mentioned like maybe directing or producing or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, but what if in a, an ideal like in your dream, authentic dream, what would you want to do? Um, kind of depends. If when I come out of my my degree. I've I've seen a couple different ways it could go. Like I could easily pick up a job in the industry if mm-hmm. I wanted as like an engineer or something at like a studio and start building up my resume that way. Or I could do some more post secondary, mm-hmm. uh, try and think about like what what after degree would help me become more marketable for the yeah. industry because it's so hard to break into it as an artist, mm-hmm. but because there's so many more artists trying to break into it, that means there's so many more positions available as a recording engineer in the studio um so hopefully something with that if not the the backdrop for me is always like i have computer science i Mm -hmm. can do something with that or if if computer science gets to the point where it's like this is not what i want to do and music Mm -hmm. isn't working out uh i've thought about going back to school for architecture actually okay yeah i i had an architecture teacher in high school which was quite interesting because not many places offer architecture uh, yeah i can't even ima- i can't even yeah, have so no idea i got i got familiar with just like generally like being creative with building houses or structures and such that kind of appealed to me as well the visual appeal of like designing a structure and then mm-hmm. seeing it made in real life so who knows i might venture out in that direction if things go south for music and computer science but who knows yeah yeah Cool, man. So, do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I'm 21. 21, eh? Yeah. God dang, man. What was I doing at 21? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Double his age, you're still old. <laughs> I don't know why you got to do that. Yeah. I don't know why you got to go there. So always got to go there. Bring oh, it up. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, man? Because honestly, I don't even know questions to ask. Because yeah, I don't honestly, know you. Yeah, no, it's yeah. all good. Like, if something comes to your mind and you want to ask it, I'm free to answer anything. Cool, man. Yeah. How many How many years you got left at school? Um, it's interesting. My degree is, they say it's four years, but it's not really. It's mm. 
everyone in the program, it's a very select program because it's aimed towards getting students to music studio positions. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a very niche program. So my year only has 10 students in it. So across oh. the whole degree, there's probably like 50 students tops. Okay. Um, but everyone I've talked to, they will never finish it in four years because they just require you to take so many courses mm -hmm. um, that there's, unless you did like six or seven courses a semester for four years, you'd never get it done. So I'm going to do it in an extra semester. So four and a half years, hopefully by next spring, mm -hmm. I'll be home in Calgary trying to take the ne next step for my career or yeah. my life. So who knows? Cool, man. Yeah. So what's life like out in Victoria? Because you're from here. You got like uh, people you hang out with out there. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you do? I so I lived on residence my first year, so okay. I met most of my friends that way. <laughs> uh, How much through, fun was that? Through the same, it was a blast. Yeah, <laughs> it was a blast. We yeah. were in a kind of like high risey building, mm -hmm. six floors. Um, just my luck that I got placed on the bottom floor. So oh, yeah. Everyone else had like these spectacular views, and I'm like, oh, there's a parking lot. You know, <laughs> like that's that's pretty nice. But, yeah. It, it was more the people, though. I, yeah. I loved the people in that building. It was great. Uh, so I actually moved in with three of them now. Mm -hmm. So we're living off campus by Nottingham and Devon itself. Yeah. So uh, we, yeah, four of us are renting a house. And we've just been renting for the past. This will be our third year together out of out of the dorms and into the house. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Like, yeah. that's pretty good roommates for finding in college right yeah it's been it's been pretty good so far we've we've had a few things that we needed to tighten up but mm -hmm. things things are working out so it's been pretty good that's yeah. cool yeah some of the best parties i ever went to in university were at res yeah for res, sure yeah. yeah in victoria victoria's known or was known as a party school but yeah from what i've heard now there's just not it's changing it's, it's changing yeah it's definitely becoming more of like a socially conscious school that's the yeah. best way i can put it they're, they they hold a lot of protests they they're they're ready for change mm -hmm. when they want it so i really respect the, the student base for that that's pretty cool yeah. so what kind of uh what kind of things are you involved in in terms of extracurricular stuff like rallies or protests or yeah it's they usually when there's protests they or a rally of sorts there will be all these signs put up around campus or like things are written on in chalk, like this day at this time, come here, we're going to rally for this cause. Mm -hmm. um, and the teachers, honestly, the most profs are very open to their students, even like just quite literally ditching class to go to those. Yeah. They understand. They're like, yeah, go, go out and protest like you're the mm -hmm. next generation. So I've, I've gone to a few of those. A few are indigenous rights. A mm -hmm. few are like, uh, abortion rights, mm -hmm. various other topics that the students are passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of just other extracurricular, I had a gym membership. I went there and played some like just extracurricular sports with a few friends and cool. teams. Um, so yeah. are you married or no, I, no, no, no. Well, I, I don't I, know. I, some kids get married really yeah, young. Yeah. Like. It's interesting to see like there's some people on my social media that are getting married and they're engaged right now. And I'm yeah. like, wow, good for you. That's yeah. Not, I know people in my high yeah. school, they've been married for like 30 years, yeah. like since like they were 18 or yeah. something. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say 30, however many years that is. Yeah. I do have a girlfriend though. We've been together oh, okay. for over three years. So. Right on. Yeah. We're going, we're going strong. She's out in Victoria. So I'll Perfect. be seeing her this September, which will be nice. Nice. So yeah. how long has it been since you've seen her? 
quite a while actually. I was going to bring that up with with COVID. It's it's been quite quite tough mm-hmm. long distance. So we haven't seen each other for by September. It'll be six months. Oh wow! So I left in March, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll be coming back September. Um, and usually it's it's April to September. Yeah. So it's four months, um, or more like more like May. Yeah. Because I'm there end of April. Um, but then in addition, we also see each other sometime in the summer. We make plans. We try and see each other, but mm-hmm. with COVID this year, just couldn't. So yeah, we've been trying to find ways to stay busy together and just find new ways to like creative ways to have like dates through online stuff. And stuff. Well, t- tell us about that. How do you do that? Cause I know lots of people who are separated from there. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. A lot of my friends often ask me about like, what do you guys do? Like, we're going to be away for a month. Like I can't even think about mm-hmm. that. Like, what do you do? So we always make an effort to talk each day. Mm-hmm. That's number one. It's like, even if it's just like a simple text conversation, try and communicate every day. Communication's key. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot through FaceTime. So we'll have FaceTime dates. We'll, we'll just hang out on FaceTime. Uh, even if it's just like doing our own thing, like I'll be doing music, she could be doing journaling or something. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice to have that whenever, whenever we're both at home. Um, and then other than that, we usually watch like streaming services together. We'll mm-hmm. just like choose what we want and then Three, two, one. All right, play. Yeah, and we just watch it together that way. Oh, do you so. keep stay on the phone while you're watching it? Yeah, yeah. So That's cool. We, we like mute ourselves and watch it. Yeah. And then if something funny happens or we want to say something, we yeah. just unmute ourselves and we talk. That's a great so idea. It's a fun way. It's a fun way to keep ourselves busy. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm very glad cool. it's coming to an end, though. Oh. If I'm being honest, it, it'll be great to see her in September. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Be. I'm sure after all that time spent online yeah. doing that stuff hey? yeah six months of online movies and tv shows yeah it'll be nice to finally just watch them together in person yeah no doubt yeah and even other stuff like actually get out together mm-hmm. so yeah i actually saw a guy in a in a coffee shop the other day he had his little little tripod like mine and he had his phone on there and he was talking to somebody and having coffee with him yeah. like because they they couldn't they couldn't make it or whatever because of the whatever's going on or wherever they happen to be. But I noticed that's what was happening. And I thought that's really cool. You know, it's, it's the modern saying like modern problems require modern solutions. Yeah. So we've really been trying to like find new ways to keep ourselves Mm -hmm. busy and try new things online. It's tough, but like if you put enough thought into it, you'll, you're certain to come up with something. Yeah. I agree. We've made it work. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that, man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, all right, so summer's coming to a close. It is. Yeah. You're you're gonna be back in school. Yeah, it's um, been a blur. Wow, I bet it has been. So yeah. did they tell you in March? So because we we here him and I we just kept working. We we were like somehow overlooked by everyone. <laughs> so we just kept working. Yeah. Um, so in March did they announce? Because, I mean, God, we didn't get any announcements, right? Because I'm the one who would have made the announcements, and I made none. (laughs) Because I knew nothing. Did they tell you guys, like, okay, go home? Like, UVic was one of the last few universities to really make a decision. So every other university basically had chosen what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And UVic waited until, like, I want to say second week of March when it was really kicking off. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, okay, yeah, classes are online now. And it was it was pretty disorganized, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, what can you do, honestly? Like, I don't blame them. So they yeah. basically told professors, like, you have a few options. You can 
end the course right now. Mm -hmm. Like no final, no more assignments. Like whatever the kid's grade is at right now, that's what they're getting. Yeah. You can continue with assignments and choose which ones are optional and which ones are not. A few of my professors opted for that. Mm -hmm. um, and then a few are like, you can continue as normal if you want, but all teaching has to be done online. Yeah. Um, so I had five courses, two ended immediately, two went on with optional work, mm -hmm. and one went on as normal. Okay. So it was kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. Um, a few and so you were able to do all that while you were here? While I was, I was still in Victoria. Oh, okay for the majority of March and I flew out at the end. Okay. Um, but beginning of April, yeah, I still had to do a few things when I came home, mm -hmm. which was definitely confusing to work around, especially with like all the like professors and TAs needing to like cater mm -hmm. to every single student that now has a question online. Um, but we made it work. It, it came out in the end to be fine, so. Yeah, and of course they were confused, right? Yeah, and it was it was a process for sure. Yeah, even it was a now, shit show. Even now, I don't know what they're going to be doing for this coming term. Mm -hmm. I have a few friends who have taken summer courses and stayed in Victoria, uh, and they said, yeah, it's really by the professor. Like, you can get a really great online professor, mm -hmm. or you can get a professor who does not know how to teach online. Yeah. So... And doesn't really want to bend and be flexible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 There's been a few stories like that already where it's they're they're firm with stuff. They're and then there's others that are like super flexible. They're yeah. quite understanding. So I'm hoping I luck out this yeah. year with that because it's definitely going to be interesting, especially with my last full year of courses. Mm -hmm. Definitely want to finish out on a strong note. So yeah, hopefully that works in my favor. Cool, man. So. Well, yeah. I hope so, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And again, thanks for coming on, Logan. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. This has been awesome. Yeah, like I, great. And I'm, I'm looking forward to looking into more of your music. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I'm working on the next project already. No sign of stopping. Like, I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And if it's like, I don't really... Okay, I how do I word this properly? Like, I enjoy fans listening to my music. Mm. And I'm so thankful that they do. And if things do start to take off a little bit, mm -hmm. that will be amazing. But at the end of the day, I like I make my songs for just like me and maybe my friends. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like a really authentic beginning, and that's how I'm gonna try and keep it. And if people want to hop on and listen and yeah. form a community around me, that's great. And if not, like if I'm 40 and I'm still releasing like mixtapes and I get like 100 plays, I'm perfectly content with that too. Right on. So, yeah, enjoying yeah. the process, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, yeah. Like music's, I, even though I'm taking it seriously, it's, mm -hmm. it's a hobby for me. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like you got to keep it fun. Don't make it a job. Don't make it stressful. This mm -hmm. should be a de-stressor. So that's how I'm trying to keep it. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, thank you very much and good yeah, luck, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. You as well. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode Thank you for your time, and please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca, or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, and podcasts.